AgriTalk is brought to you by Full Scale from Helena. Grow Strong returns this season with breakthrough foliar nutrition from Full Scale at Reproduction. And by Propane. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially farmers. Environmentally friendly propane can fuel most anything on the farm. See how at propane.com. Aggressive short covering in wheat features helped all three flavors post gains this week. That drug corn slightly higher, while some rain chances in Brazil overshadowed improved export demand for soybeans to pull prices slightly lower. It was a volatile week in livestock trade, while cotton prices slipped back under 80 cents. From the accelerated descent into winter via Farm Journal broadcast, this is AgriTalk. This afternoon, we'll talk with Allison Thompson from The Money Farm. I'm handsome newsman Davis Michelson, and now, here's the host of AgriTalk, Chip Laurie. Man, you had me jumping straight to the weather forecast with that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And acceler- well, and- it's not that bad. Not yet. But see, Chip, you can't spell <laughs> descent without dece. You see what That's I'm saying? True. That's true. That's true. Just saying. Yeah, I hear you. I hear mm-hmm. you. You know, the week ahead really doesn't look that that terrible. 50 degrees on Thursday is the forecast. Yeah, we're getting some of that uh, forecast for us down here. It doesn't help us today, though. I'm worried about the here and now. Let's live in the now where it's 36 <laughs> degrees and overcast. Dude, that's like your least favorite. Like wet. Now is your <laughs> least favorite place to be. Why, why would we do that? I don't know. We'll be I out of here. We'll either. be out of here in just a few seconds. <laughs> there, that's better. <laughs> All right. Welcome. I was almost in the now. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to AgriTalk. I'm Chip. That is Davis. Glad that you're with us here on this Friday. It's been a busy week. It, yeah. It, you know, uh, it, uh, the the travel out to Milk Business Conference, mm-hmm. um, or I should say I traveled out to Milk Business Conference, mm-hmm. had a great time talking with some of the milk producers out there. Um, maybe we can talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show, just because there's a couple of issues that they did bring up that we really didn't get a chance to get to okay. uh, at any point here this uh, this week. So I want to try to wrap that thing up. We got to take a look at how these markets traded this week. Uh, Live cattle trade, feeder cattle trade. I don't know if I've ever seen an up and down affair so aggressively. Mm-hmm. It's not unusual to get the up one day, down the next, and then up the next uh, kind of of price action going in the cattle complex. But when you do it by four or five bucks in feeder cattle every day, yeah, yeah. yep. These are not oh, small swings. Oh. They go one way, and then they go the other way. It's yeah. It has been a, a tricky week with the feeders. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, trying to manage risk or assess. It, manage. Mm-hmm. It just simply assessing the amount of risk that that uh, guys are dealing with is, is difficult right now. Uh, the wheat market. Look at that thing. Good grief. Monday, mm-hmm. it just got smoked, then put four consecutive uh gains together and end up with the week with some pretty solid gains in there it's uh, well we'll talk about it we'll talk about wheat here in just a moment and we're going to get allison in on the wheat conversation 
Uh, I know she's got some things that she wants to talk about, the spring wheat market in particular, and that cash market. I love it when we get into the cash market wow. conversation. So yeah. looking forward to that. She's going to wade into the cash wheat market, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's braver than you and I combined. Yeah, no, I'm not going in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. All right, let's get to it. Chip March soft red winter wheat futures opened lower and fell to test support at 590 before rallying sharply to test resistance at 610. SRW futures then slipped back to mid-range close, but did end the day above 6 bucks for the first time since November 13. After starting the week with heavy pressure and with March hard red winter wheat futures closing below 6 bucks for the first and only time, wheat futures ended the week with four consecutive higher closes. Evidence that China is quietly building a book of U.S. wheat <laughs> imports helped limit selling and created an attitude that wheat prices may have traded low enough for long enough. March hard red winter wheat futures were three and three quarters cents higher, 646 and three quarters. March SRW wheat up four and three quarters, 602 and three quarters. March spring wheat closed at 730 and one quarter. That's up three quarters of one cent, Chip. You know, it really isn't all that quietly that China is doing it when it shows up in the weekly export sales report on Thursday mm -hmm. morning. Yeah. So we need to take note of that and, and uh, um, you know, maybe maybe that one close under uh, six bucks in the March HRW was enough. Now for the week, March SRW weed futures up 25 and a half cents. Okay. March hard red up 35 and a quarter cents. And March spring wheat up 15 and three quarter cents. Looky there. We'll take it. Yep. Corn growing conditions in central Brazil are far from ideal, Chip. But conditions have improved, and the forecast does include rain chances into early next week. Still, there's no evidence of a return to rainy season conditions in the next right. two weeks. After falling to a new contract low to start the week, short covering helped to lift corn prices nearly 20 cents from Wednesday's low. March corn again tested resistance at 490 before setting back to a mid-range close. March corn futures two cents higher today, 484 and three quarters. May corn up one and three quarter cents to 496 and three quarters. July corn futures closed at 506. That's up one and three quarter cents, Chip. Yeah, March corn up two and a quarter cents. July corn up two and a quarter cents. No spread movement this week. Let's see. Uh, yes, well, corn and wheat futures favored a path to the upside for most of the week. Bean futures saw increased selling pressure the last two days and finished today near the low of the week. That price pressure came despite increased export demand, with USDA reporting the sale of 132,000 metric tons to China and 198,000 tons to deliver to unknown destinations. Both sales are for delivery in the current marketing year. Weather models took some rain out of the forecast for central Brazil, but rain remains in the outlook, and that was enough to chase buyers out of the bean market heading into the weekend. Oof, January beans 17 and three quarters lower today, 13.25. March beans down 16 and three quarter cents, 13.45 and a half. May beans closed at 13.60 and one half. That's down 14 and three quarters, Chip. All right, January soybeans this week down five and three quarter cents. March beans down three and a quarter. March bean oil up one hundred twenty-four points. So a big move to the upside in the bean oil market this week. But look at this fall in soybean meal. Good grief! Down sixteen dollars and ninety cents in the March contract. Yeah. Uh, so we had bean oil up almost two and a half percent. And soybean meal down four percent. So big move in the in the the product spread. Chip March cotton was sixty four points lower today at seventy nine forty two. Yeah, on the week down one hundred and fifty seven points. 
And like you said, closing under 80 bucks or 80 cents. Well, volatility in the cattle complex ramped up at the end of last week and expanded this week with feeder cattle seeing a trading range this week of nearly 11 and a half bucks. Boxed beef trade continues to signal solid demand with heavyweight choice graded boxes between 297 and 300 bucks this week. Still, aggressive selling in futures turned expectations for cash trade lower by late in the week. February live cattle today down 270 to 169.12 and a half. April down 280 to 171.62 and a half. Chip in January feeder futures five dollars fifty two and a half cents lower. That's down to two fourteen forty two and a half, brother. Yeah, yeah, that was something this week. And with all that volatility, we had February live cattle down a buck eighty five. Okay. And January feeder cattle down four dollars and ninety cents. That's not as bad as one might might think. Right, right. February lean hog futures saw a six dollar twenty cent trading range this week, with the market ending near the middle of this week's price range. Feb hogs a buck thirty seven and a half lower today, seventy ten. April ninety seven and one half lower, seventy six thirty seven and one half. Chip. February lean hogs on the week up a dollar thirty two and a half. All right. I uh, had a question come in wondering if I'm still looking for sixty five cent soybean oil. The sh- short answer is yes. I know that we're well under that level right now. Maybe we'll talk about that and why at the end of the show today. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. I don't know what you're thinking. So call us I know what at 855 4 talk and tell us what's on your mind. I know exactly what I'm thinking. You're thinking we better create a distraction if we're going to get to them horses. What? No. Huh? Oh. No. No. I am going to have to get rid of the distraction that I have in my mind right now. Oh. For this conversation with Allison Thompson. You need but- less distraction. Yes, I will admit oh. that during the break, I was thinking about something that's in the fridge. Well, now okay? this is interesting. Okay. And that would be a very beautiful 10-pound prime rib that is going to be smoked tomorrow for the Flory family Christmas. I'm sorry. Still, I just went to a different are, place. Are I'm you sorry. Still there? You, you, lost, you lost it, the newsman. Yeah, it, that was... Hey, Wipe now that, wipe, I'm just wipe that off your chin. Wipe that off your chin. And uh yeah, we need to get focused. Mm-hmm. We need mm-hmm. to get focused. Uh uh-huh. you know, we could talk about spring wheat, but that's gonna bring up the dinner rolls. Yeah, yeah. Um we <laughs> I can Glenn, do this all day. We can do this too. all day. Okay. But let's not. 
let's get to the conversation with Allison Thompson from the Money Farm. Allison, it's great to talk with you again. How are you? I'm doing good, salivating. Yeah, no kidding, Over here, huh? and you want me to talk wheat. <laughs> uh, no, it's going good. Good. Thanks good. for having me on again. Yeah, I'm glad that you're with us. I'm glad you're with us. Let's start in that wheat market, okay? Um, mm-hmm. The... Uh, surprise i i call it surprising when we when the hrw market bounces as hard as it did off of one close below six bucks it makes me wonder if we went low enough and spent enough time there yeah yeah i i think we are we've been waiting for a bottom it's kind of been a broken record thing we're saying every week maybe this is the week maybe this is the week but we actually did see really good follow-through this week so i'm optimistic here going into the new year because i think there is definitely a story for wheat going into the new year and it's kind of been a forgotten back burner market to be honest with you corn and soybeans get most of the headlines right now just because of south american weather but spring wheat and wheat markets in general should not be forgotten they have their own weather markets going on here as well right um Okay, uh, expand on the weather markets that the wheat is dealing with. The, are, are you talking about what's going on in Australia? Yeah, mainly okay. in the southern hemisphere overall. Um, yeah. And it's it has been a slow headline to really make an appearance here. It's definitely come through on some USDA reports that we're looking at some lower production numbers yeah. from those areas. But um, as far as getting actual production numbers now, we should be seeing some come through here in the next couple of months. Um, they're starting to harvest in November, and that usually runs through January. So sometime in this next month, I would guess we're going to be getting a lot more Yield results, harvest reports yeah. on quality, protein, all those things that could definitely spark this market. And again, with the funds being short, we could be one headline away from really sparking this rally higher. So, yeah. and with us already seeing some increased demand on the global market, it's definitely um, a good scenario starting to play out. If we could see futures uh, finally start to trade that, and it seems like they're wanting to here this week. Okay. Um we we you reminded me there with a couple of your comments that we get the supply and demand report a week from today the december supply and demand report people mm-hmm. pe- people like to ignore it because we're not getting a corn and soybean uh, production update we will get a cotton production update but i love the december report you can kind of look away from the domestic numbers and focus more on the global numbers in this December report, and there could be some wild swings in South Amer- mm-hmm. in, in Southern Hemisphere uh, production estimates for wheat, for corn, for soybeans. It could be a big report. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, domestically, everyone's going to be focused on that January report. It's kind of yeah. a non-event for U.S. things, but yeah, the global headlines on the Southern Hemisphere are definitely there. Well, even notably so, even further north. I mean, the EU, Russia have some problems as well that could definitely be yeah. noted, but 
the big problem areas are the Southern Hemisphere. And I think um, they've kind of been lacking some of the headlines when it comes to wheat. Um, and that could definitely spark it. And especially when we're sitting on some decent quality wheat here. Um, I'm okay. in spring wheat country. So that's kind of yep. the main one that I do focus on. And we're lucky enough that we did see some decent protein um, come through on our yield this year. Shocked everybody. We got both yields and quality this year. It came in better than expected, which are words yeah. I might I might be a little bit cautious on using going forward. But <laughs> um, the <laughs> the hard red winter wheat crop, though, too, came in more normal, um, yeah. especially when we were talking about protein content. Last year, it was so high because they did, were dealing with a drought. Yeah. So usually goes in tandem that we have poor yields and really good protein. And what we're starting to see is seeing that spread come back between hard red spring wheat and hard red winter wheat, um, maybe not to an extreme um, that we saw in 2021, but we are seeing it start to um, widen out here over the past couple of months again, which is good to see for us spring wheat growers. But then this week you saw what a gain in that spread on the Kansas City wheat. So there's obviously some demand there that's starting to poke through on these wheat markets. And we need to be paying attention to it. Excellent. Excellent. Spring wheat plays such a role in divvying up the acres in South Dakota and especially in North Dakota. Um, mm -hmm. And as you know, those are two big swing states for corn and for soybean plantings as well. How How is that battle for acreage up in the Dakotas kind of setting up for the spring? I don't think anybody wants to talk about it yet. <laughs> there's, there's no there's no incentive to plant wheat right now, um, especially when we're still seeing over $5 corn. And honestly, for most of the week, you could still see $13 beans. So um, wheat's definitely been the dog here. And if it wants to get competitive and stay competitive in our area, we need to see some kind of a rally ensue. Um, and I think, it, I think we will see a rally. I hope it's sizable enough to get some acres planted up here. Um, but it's definitely a tougher ball game right now for farmers to say one way or another. But um, if prices stay the way they are, I would say that we're going to see some other rotations come into play or see some other crops come into play yeah. um, as well going forward. Yeah. It's just not feasible. Yeah. Some of the specialty crops uh, the, and, and even canola, it sounds like canola is starting to get a few more acres out of North Dakota. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's definitely a cooler weather crop and it's definitely starting to move into the area. There are end users um, for canola around the area um, with the oil seed market yeah. um, here. So it's definitely a good option and it actually um, probably does better overall. Um, can definitely get some good yield gains. I've heard from multiple guys on that aspect and better pricing. Um, some active God contracts are even still out there on some canola contracts. Contracts. So there are some advantages to looking into some of those other niche markets that we're able to produce up here. Yeah. Yeah. More oil per acre than soybeans, too. And and yeah, which yeah. which will definitely be an interesting thing here in the next couple of years yeah. um, with all these soy oil plants coming on board as well. Um, yeah. If most of our soybeans are going to be going there. But yeah, like you said, there's there's going to be a, um, a lot of end use there that has yet to find a home. Um, as well. So right. it'll be very interesting over the next couple well, of years for our area. Yeah, one, of, one of the latest plants that has been planned, um, I know they've cut the ribbon for it. I don't know if they've put a shovel in the ground in Mitchell, South Dakota, 
they went way, 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 way out of their way to emphasize that this was an oilseed crush facility, not just a soybean crush facility, that they would be able to crush okay. different crops there. So um, th- that's that's looking a little deeper into the future. And, and you know, quite frankly, um, I was going to mm-hmm. save this for the end of the show, but the question came up earlier on whether or not I'm still bullish uh, soybean oil. The answer is yes. It's it's just a question of timing uh, on on when we see these higher prices. And the reason that I picked sixty five cents and said, you know, it, it, we could trade up there fairly easily. Number one is because we've already done it. Number two is the refiners out there have basically said, uh, uh, you know, uh, using the economics that are in place right now. That in, unless bean oil is over sixty five cents, they're going full steam ahead with uh, plans on the renewable diesel side. So, I mean, if they if they put that price out there, Allison, you got to assume the market's <laughs> going to get there. It may be a cap. Yeah. It may be a cap, but it's still a cap that's fifteen cents away. Yeah. Yeah. It, so. Yeah, it could it could definitely be attainable, and those soy oil and um, and soybeans in general, it just goes back to the South American weather too. Yeah, and what happens with Argentina and all that as well. Um, and if we're going to be the next big supplier on the global market, yeah, yep. definitely could be. Yep, definitely no doubt, no doubt. All right, that's our wheat conversation, uh, but we are just in the middle of a conversation with Allison Thompson from the Money Farm up in Fargo. We've talked a little bit about corn and soybeans, but we're going to get into that more. And uh, we'll get into the 2024 crop discussion on both corn and soybeans as well. Allison Thompson, the Money Farm, here on Agritalk. Let's go to the markets page at profarmer.com and check today's closes. Where March hard red winter wheat futures were three and three quarter cents higher, six forty six and three quarters. March soft red wheat up four and three quarter cents to six oh two and three quarters. March corn futures were two cents higher today, four eighty four and three quarters. May corn up one and three quarter cents to four ninety six and three quarter. January soybean futures were seventeen and three quarter cents lower, thirteen twenty five. March beans down sixteen and three quarter cents to thirteen forty five and a half. March cotton, 64 points lower, 79.42. On your livestock's February fat cattle were down $2.70 to 169.12.5. January feeders off 5.52.5 today, 214.42.5. And February lean hogs, $1.37.5 lower at 70.10. Get more market news, try profarmer.com. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now, you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. 
It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. Opinions expressed on AgriTalk do not necessarily reflect the views of Farm Journal Broadcasting, affiliate stations, or sponsors. Our name says it all. AgriTalk. What more do you need to know? That's for you, Allison, up there in Fargo. Thank you. Up there, up there in the land of the ice and snow. Yeah, I come from the city of fountains myself. Yeah, yeah. It's not too I bad know. up there yet, is it, Allison? Oh, gosh, no. We're having yeah. a great fall, to be honest. We're, you know, right around, free, you know, we're above freezing today. We don't yeah. have a whole hell of a lot of snow on the ground. And, yeah, it's great. A lot of yeah. guys got field work done this fall. And, yeah, it's going really good. Can't complain. Yeah, a <laughs> little different than a year ago uh, when the yeah. snow, uh, snow moved. I think it moved in early last year, didn't it, last fall? October. October. Yeah. Yeah. Just makes for a really long winter, especially when the spring was so long, too. Well, yeah. And then um, in February, you picked up like another 25 or 30 inches of snow. It's yeah. crazy. And then we, oh, and then it got, we had a cold snap in there, too, for a couple of weeks where we were like 30 below. Yeah. So, yeah, it gets, it gets ugly up here. <laughs> Thanks yep. for the reminder. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> well, it'll um, come soon enough. Yeah, all of that happened leading into the 2023 growing season, and you still mm-hmm. had a really nice corn crop up there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another better than expected crop. That yeah. corn and wheat were definitely the surprisers this year. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, we definitely have ample supplies. We can definitely vouch for that up here. Um, Very cool. With what the USDA says, we definitely had outstanding yields. Good. Good for you guys. Okay, um, the conversation in corn over the past, I don't know, month and a half, two months, uh, ever, ever since some of those better-than-expected corn yield reports started coming in, was that it's, it's difficult to tell a price-positive story in the corn market right now. Are you in that camp? It is hard. It is yeah. hard because we don't have anything fundamentally to move the market right now. It's it's stagnant. So the path of least resistance is going to be down. And it held true this week, um, especially with December going into delivery. Um, that alone caused some pressure as well. But um, we did see new lows being printed, and that is a little scary. Um, but there are things to watch on the radar going into the new year. We can't be doom and gloom all the time or we'd all be out of business. But um, hopefully we see some of that play through. Um, especially um, in South America with their soybean crop. It'll be very interesting to see when corn decides to trade some of the weather issues that they're having down there. Um, it seems like a matter of time. Again, looking into that January time frame, if it still holds hot and dry, it could definitely affect their production down there. Mm-hmm. So there is some highlights to keep an eye on, but honestly, until we start seeing a fundamental change, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, we had a good export sales report for corn yesterday. Um, yes. So, so corn demand might be a little sneaky, a little stealthy, uh, coming back <laughs> into the market. 
Yeah, and it it definitely could, you know, and and China, Mexico has been a very good yeah. um, routine buyer here, so it's really not surprising in the market to see them buying a lot of corn. The surpriser will be when we start seeing China come in, and China has been slow even with the South America uh, weather issues, but they are starting to pick up on sales now that it seems a bit more confirmed that there are going to be some production cuts um, in South America. So I think they're just waiting for some more confirmation before they start buying um, too much here from the U.S. either. So if they're shrewd buyers, they're obviously taking advantage of when we definitely have pullbacks. You can see that from yesterday um, and maybe even Monday we'll see some more sales come through. Um, And they've done the same with wheat. They've been buyers of all three. Um, So when we start seeing more significant sales from China, I think the market will start paying attention to that a lot more as well. But regardless, we should not be complaining about exports, um, regardless of who they're too routine or not. Yeah, it's definitely good for the market to see. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Mm -hmm. The the biggest, I don't know if it's the biggest problem, but it's certainly a problem for the corn market right now is convincing the professional trading funds that it's time to get off the short side of the market, right? <laughs> yeah. We need them to get their, their stuff together and get moving yeah. on this, but they're definitely very good at defending their positions. And that's held true with wheat too. They're, they're, they've are they're been short both of those for an extended period of time and they'll hold it as long as they can. Um, and keep control yeah. of the market. So until they definitely decide to start moving, it's going to be very difficult for us to break through resistance. And even today, it would have been really nice to get a good close above 485 on March corn. Could have yeah. definitely helped us push higher to five. Um, but we failed to do that on the close today. So hopefully we'll see some follow through next week. But again, until the funds are are spooked out of their position, it's going to be very difficult um, to push past that $5 area in all reality. Yeah, no doubt about it. Here we are at 484 and three quarters. They pick their spots. They know what they're doing. And when when there there are times where I think, oh, they're just adding on. They're not defending. When you close the market the way they did today, they were clearly defending a short position and trying to take it into the weekend uh, with with people thinking, ah, doggone it, we missed an opportunity to the upside. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any question about that. That's that's a, a good observation on your part right there, Allison, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Chart wise, it's held true. Honestly, yep. all fall just on yep. uh, support and resistance levels. They've been playing that game pretty hard. Yes, they have. The 23 crop, that was a good crop for you guys up there. Is it, it has it moved on to market or is it, it or is it in the bin? Well, it kind of varies. I think this past week, I think too many producers got a tough lesson in how cash markets work (laughs) Um, with the December futures going into delivery period. Um, With the amount of grain we had up here this year, we did have some elevators or end users actually force guys into some basis contracts on delivery. Um, because they didn't necessarily need the corn, but that's what they got locked into. So when they came into delivery here this week, they were looking at a fairly decent sized roll um, if they went to March. Some guys were 80, 90 cents under um, to make that roll. That's ugly, you know? Um, So, but they're kind of forced to to do it or not. Um, But I guess that's why I'm here too. I'm an advisor and there's always Mm -hmm. paper. And sometimes yeah. in those situations, paper is obviously a very good answer. 
um, for less amount of risk and cutting costs where you can. So sometimes you just have to bite the bullet. And honestly, I, I, I think there was a lot of that this week, unfortunately, but, especially Allison, for those basis contracts. Well, yeah, but Allison, in this case, it's not biting the bullet. It's deciding not to take the bullet. <laughs> you, there's, there's some truth in that. You just yeah, you let right. that go, you let that go, and you go to the flexibility that the paper provides you yes. with either a futures position or an options position, and you manage the risk that way rather than taking that hit. Right, right, oh. and and honestly, a twenty cent, you know, if we got. Because that spread got over twenty cents. I mean, I'd much rather put that twenty cent rally in my pocket than just yeah. to try and break even on a roll. So yeah, and you can honestly get options calls cheaper than that. Um, you know, yeah. I've been recommending guys just buying straight futures even, or going out to the March contract at the very least. By then, we should know if there's a weather market in South America. So I still like being long. Um, I just, uh, you just got to know your risk and where to, where to take it. So, um, yeah. this week definitely proved about cash strategies and how they can work on good times and bad. Um, and we, we just got used to seeing an inverted market for the last couple of years. And now that carries back. It definitely changes the way you look at things. So guys just need to be cognizant of that. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to the soy complex. As you mentioned earlier, weather is going to be a dominant factor. And in the note that she sent, uh, I love it. I haven't had anybody mention it yet, but we've got carnival starting, uh, this, this next week. Uh, yeah. obvious, obviously it takes up a lot of time for the Brazilians and it they could celebrate. have an impact yeah. on the, <laughs> yeah, it could have an impact on the way that market trades down there. It definitely could. Yeah, they usually start going into their holiday in the middle of December yeah. and everything shuts down um, down there. Uh, government offices, a lot of everybody takes vacation. I guess their December is kind of like our July. Yeah. Um, it's kind of where you see a lot of uh, vacations taking place. So with that, we probably won't see a whole lot of updates going into Christmas mm -hmm. on what their crop looks like or seeing a lot of private analysts or stuff staying routine at the very least. So it definitely could be something that the market could play good or bad or otherwise. Um, but it is something to be aware of, especially when we're definitely highly dependent on what that weather market's doing in uh, South America. But it seems like it's continuation of the same pattern that we've been hearing for the past couple of months. I actually talked with a grower down there earlier today um, and he says they're definitely planting in dust where they are. And he definitely thinks no one really has a handle on how big of an issue this really is. Um, and I think that's true. I think we even up here don't quite fully understand how large of an area they plant in Brazil. Um, so with that, I think there is a lot of uncertainty and we probably won't know it for till they get into the heart of harvest. But even so, I think I think it is going to be something to keep an eye on. And it's probably going to be a bigger issue than many suspect. Um, I know he's still planting um, in their dry areas down there and they're hoping for rain. They're supposed to get it. I, you mentioned at the top of the show early next week, they're looking at some better rains, but they've actually been dwindling the amounts they're supposed to get. So it looks less and less certain, but at this point they're planting the crop, hoping for rain. But if those rains don't come, I don't know what they're going to do down there. It could definitely change the, the outlook very quickly. Allison, you brought the good stuff today. Thank you so much. Okay. 
Yeah, no problem. Well, I appreciate you having me. Hey, real quick, how can people learn more about you and learn more about the Money Farm? Yeah, feel free to give me a call anytime. Always happy to talk markets. The number for the office is 701-347-5985. You can always email me at allison at themoneyfarm.com or visit our website, themoneyfarm.com. You can see our services and offerings and contact us through there as well. Fantastic. Uh, I'm sure I won't talk to you before the end of the year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Have a great, uh, have a great end of the year. All right. That thank, is Allison Thompson you. the Money Farm. All right. Davis and I will be right back. From powering irrigation engines to warming buildings, propane has always been a part of American farm life. Now you can be a part of propane's future and save money at the same time. The Propane Farm Incentive Program is a research initiative that provides farmers up to $5,000 towards the purchase of new propane-powered equipment. In exchange, participants share performance data to make tomorrow's ag operations more cost-effective, more efficient, and more environmentally friendly with propane. Getting started is simple. Visit propane.com slash farm incentive to see if you're eligible. To produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything. Full Scale from Helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction. Full Scale delivers beneficial plant extracts and micronutrients with the added efficiency of ENC formulation technology. It gives your soybeans every opportunity to grow strong returns this season. Contact your local ag retailer or Helena representative to learn more about Full Scale. Always read and follow label instructions and check registration status before use. If the world is your oyster, we've got pearls of wisdom on Agritalk. Hey, good looking. Are you perhaps a seven and three quarters? He's so practical, isn't he? He's so practical. <laughs> Welcome back to Agritalk, everybody. It's a Friday. It's only moments, Chip. We just got to hang on for a few more moments. Uh, wow. Yeah. Well, you've already discussed your, your big... Uh, Big booty plans with us this weekend. I, oh, yeah. I can't get past it. Well, okay. Now, here's here's the other thing that we got going, okay? There's you know, more? We, uh, yeah. Well, of course. We're going to have the prime rib. We're going to have the, my wife's mashed potatoes and gravy. Or mashed potatoes. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say in gravy. Uh, these mashed potatoes, I'm sorry. They're To me, they're something special. It, it's got mm-hmm. the sour cream. It's got the cream cheese. It's got the garlic, the, oh, the, yeah. the garlic in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're... I love them. Love them. The whole family loves them. Mm-hmm. So she'll make a double batch of that. And there you go. <laughs> double it up. Uh, yep. Um, we'll do some cream spinach. Mm-hmm. We will have home froze corn yeah. from my daughter's uh, Emily's family. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's contributing. Everybody's Excellent. contributing. Yep. Good. That sounds Including perfect. Mogan David. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Well, I tell you, uh, we just had a really good conversation. Uh, Allison Thompson from the Money Farm, all the way up from North Dakota. She was a delight. Um, yeah. She doesn't mind. Did she say she doesn't mind being long corn at the moment? Yeah. 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 Looking for that close over 485 gives us a chance to get up to five bucks in that uh, March contract. Mm hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I think I, I would have pressed her on it. Yeah. If she had said, and see where we can go. But she said, looking for that move up to five bucks. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a realistic, logical, 
uh, conservative approach to what this corn market should be able to do, you can't you, you can't say, "Wow, mm, looking for a rally, fifteen cents." Mm-hmm. It's that's a rally. That's a rally. It is. Uh, but it's not. Uh, it's not like somebody saying, "Well, remember that when, when we were up at five seventy six, right? Back in whatever." Uh, I think we ought to get a return to that. It's just a very practical look at the at the yeah. old crop market. Well, and the and the thing is, um, I <laughs> we know why she was unwilling to press it higher than five bucks because of what she makes of the funds positioning and how the funds are going to make it tough right. for corn to pop above five bucks if right. they can. Yeah, and and she she you know acknowledged that we do have some demand that is coming back into the market, but it's not enough to change the balance sheets. I would argue. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, when we get the update on Friday from USDA on the supply and demand reports, I don't think there's going to be much of a change on the domestic side at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, the corn grind for ethanol was out this afternoon. I did not see that number yet uh but it was expected to be supportive of usda's estimate mm-hmm. of that uh, almost 5.3 billion bushels going to corn for the 2023-24 marketing year so i mean oil was under some pressure today settled in around oh. call it 51 and a half um yeah. still that Higher question the floating week. around there that you uh somebody you had mentioned you're still looking for 65 cents soybean oil. Can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah, yeah, and it's it's. Um, I did mention it to Allison briefly. Yep. Um, it it's all based, you know, that my bullish outlook on soybean oil, uh, and this is long term. There's going to be so many ups and downs be, before now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the renewable diesel issue is advancing down the path about at the rate that was anticipated and every time there is increased capacity that comes online what do you see what do you, you know october hey, the crush usda's crush numbers out this afternoon too but i'll just go off of nopas from <clears throat> from october you know we had crush in october was a record for any month hmm. and soybean oil stocks went down so as new capacity comes online, the oil is getting used up very, very quickly, and it's the refiners. The refiners are snatching it and taking it to make renewable diesel to send it into that West Coast market. Um, there's, And that's going to continue as the crush capacity continues to ramp up will increase the production of soybean oil, and I don't see us building stocks. Uh, it, hmm. j- it's going to roll right into that, uh, you know, Conoco uh, is is going to, or you know, or Marathon, whoever, is going to sit back and say, okay, we expected this much of an increase in soybean oil supplies from last month to this month. It's happening Roll it in to the renewable diesel processing and let's go. Um, the longer that goes and the more we crush without building soybean oil stocks, the more bullish it becomes. Mm. And so eventually I see us rolling back up into that mid 60 cent range. 
and the mid sixty cent range is just simply because they've they've said, you know, it, it's uh, yeah, they've just said that the economics of renewable diesel suggests that as long as as bean oil prices aren't over sixty five cent, they're going to use it as a feedstock to make this renewable diesel. Now that can be that, in my opinion, makes sixty five cents a price target and a price cap all at the same time. You see what I mean? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because you got to roll up to it because that's what we know they're going to be willing to to pay. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you don't spend a lot of time above it unless you have some sort of a big supply disruption. You don't spend much time above it because you know you're going to be killing off your your number one demand. Mm. All right. Uh, National Weather Service 6 to 10-day outlook, December 6th through the 10th. Above normal temperatures expected over the entire Midwest. Near normal precipitation expected over the Midwest. And extend the forecast out to December 8th to the 14th. Above normal temperatures expected over most of the country. Uh, with a chance, slight chance for above normal precipitation over most of the country. Davis, um, I'm going to get my stretchy pants on now. Uh, I'm going to fire up that smoker. We're going to have a great weekend. You guys have a great weekend. Great job this week. Big Apple Joe Stackler. Come back on Monday morning. We got Machinery Pete.